Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with me today. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. This is the best commercial agent sales meeting video training system in the world, and I guarantee it. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, this this week, I have a real treat for you. I just got back from New Orleans attending the second annual CREI, Commercial Real Estate Influencers Summit. I'm going to share with you three of the interviews I did at the event. The first one's with Ken Ashley, and Ken created CREI. I asked Ken to share his insight on all things CREI and who it's for, what people learn there, what's it all about, so you'll understand what CREI is about. Uh, next, you'll hear an interview with Josh Feinberg with Otso. Look, if you own property, you lease it, sell it, or you help those who do, you want to hear this solution to reduce costs, reduce risk, and get more deals done. You will love this interview. Well, I hope you will. And then lastly, you'll hear an interview I did with Margarita Parkinson with CoStar with some excellent marketing tips. Enjoy. Hello, Michael Bull here with America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We're here at CREI Summit in uh, New Orleans, and I'm here with Ken Ashley, who's with Cushman Wakefield. And most of you know Ken Ashley. He's an expert at uh, tenant representation uh, with companies around the Southeast and around the country. But you also probably know him from his social media influence and what he's been doing there for a long time. And he started CREI, uh, Top Influencers in Social Media. They've had their second event now here in New Orleans. I'm sitting down with Ken. And Ken, thank you for uh, doing this and thank you for being here. And if you will, you know, tell our audience around the country, what what is this all about? Who is this for? Why, why did you do it? How did it start? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, Michael, you and I have known each other a long time. And, and you are a leader and influence in our industry. And your radio show has gone on for so long and, and helped so many. So thank you for that. Uh, this started in the beginning of the pandemic in uh, March of 2020. Uh, we had the idea to, to create a list of uh, people who were doing good work. You know, Napoleon said one time, I've discovered the most amazing thing. A man will die for a nod. And what he meant by that is recognition is a very powerful tool. And so uh, it was hard to find. I mean, there were people that were doing interesting things online, but we decided to put them all in one place. So we created a list, we created a badge around that list, which people use to promote and uh, themselves uh, on the list. And some great things happened. People got better splits. They told me they got bonus. They got promoted uh, because of the recognition of their work online. After the list came out, uh, our mutual friend, Corey Davidson, tweeted one day, boy, it sure would be great to get together. And I frankly had never thought about it, but um, we did. We, uh, we, you were with us uh, last year in Lake Tahoe and here in New Orleans, and I believe iron sharpens iron and we get really smart people in a very fast evolving space like social media together. You really get some practical tools and tips. Yeah. And Ken, what is the benefit to the attendees and, and really to, to their clients around the country? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I get it a lot. So what is the ROI? And, you know, I think the ROI uh, falls into three different categories when you come to the CREI Summit. Number one, 
it's almost a triple bottom line is what we call it. Number one, upskilling. So really learning uh, from some of the, the best people in our industry who are really uh, forward thinking. Number two, uh, we really uh, we just left a session where uh, you know people are talking about really getting deals done, really getting awarded business because uh, people have found them online. And I believe marketing is what they think about before you walk in the room. And that's what a lot of this is about. But the third, and maybe the most interesting, is the community that is being formed around this. It's a community that helps each other. And I believe, you know, even if your competitor is sitting in the room, that's not the issue. Uh, in fact, ideas aren't the issue. The competitive issue is execution of those ideas. So I'm sitting in the same room as uh, other shops, but we can all help each other. Yeah. And it's uh, really interesting how, you know, folks in social media uh, are really kind of spreading the love right there. You, yeah. you, you've shared so much great information um, in, in your post and, and, you know, your blogs. It's, it's been incredible. It's helping people all over the country. Thank you. And clients um, really wanted, you know, if you think about a client hiring us as, as brokers or in any, any uh, advisor, you know, what we do is kind of half marketing and, and half consulting. And I think if you're, if you're talking about people who are engaging in all the aspects of social media and online marketing, well, that shows they're really trying to improve their abilities, right, and help their clients. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there are two parts to this. Uh, and if you think about business development, there's, there's sales, which is listening and speaking with the intent to convince. Most brokers are pretty good at that. There's marketing, and that's what they think about you before you walk in the room. And, uh, you know, I said earlier, if, if you get business on, on at your country club, that's terrific. More power to you. But for a lot of folks in a post-pandemic world and a Zoom culture, we're going to have to market ourselves differently. And statistically, I can never call someone on the day that they need me. They have to remember me. Yeah. It's really interesting what you said there about having so many different people that seemingly might be competitors. Uh, but they're here helping each other. When you look at our industry, especially in the brokerage world, um, we might be competitors one day, but the next day we're working together for the benefit of our mutual clients, right? And this kind of, in my, my mind, builds that rapport, that relationships and understanding the importance that, hey, we're all in the same industry and we're all here really for the same reason as to help clients get things done. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and a high-minded evaluation is just what you said, which is, you know, we might be adverse on a deal today, but tomorrow we might be able to help each other out in a transaction. So, you know, we need to be ladies and gentlemen about this, uh, in my opinion, and uh, you're going to get a lot more with honey than with vinegar. <laughs> That's right. So uh, what would you say to people on the outside looking in that say, well, well, why would these social media influencers, these top list makers in LinkedIn and Twitter and all these accounts when they get together, you know, what's the real what's the real benefit? What do they go home with? Yeah, it's it's listen, it's a it's a buffet of ideas. I mean, there, there's there's a lot that you can do. Um, I've I've gotten some great ideas today. I what, what the reason to come is to see those ideas, to form those relationships, and to pick two or three things that can have a real impact on your um, on your practice. And you know, listen, success blesses others. I want everyone to here to be successful for their family, for their community. And uh, there is a lot of business out there uh, that can be had. We just got to put our heads down and go to work. Well, it's interesting to see that, you know, you've done so well with this online stuff and social media and blogs. 
and to hear you sit here and say with your experience level and success that you've learned some things today. And I notice other people in the audience like Coy Davidson and yeah. just really wonderful uh, success in, in this field, but they're here learning. So how do people like Coy and you kind of understand that, hey, you can learn at this point in your career, but yet sometimes we see folks even in their beginning five, 10 years of their career, almost the first couple of years, where they feel like they know it all and don't need to learn anything. How did you learn different? What would you say to those young people? Well, I would say, uh, you know, an analogy could be preparing food. Um, I, you know, I, I may think I'm a pretty good cook, but if I compare myself to, to a chef, I, you know, I got nothing. So uh, just because you get the chicken cooked doesn't mean it's the best chicken in the world. <laughs> and there is a better way to deliver a message yeah. And I think the second thing is the way we're uh, talking and the way we're um, reaching each other is changing. The, the tools are changing. The apps are changing. So there's always uh, new information. Uh, and that keeps it exciting. Yeah. Wow. You know, I didn't think about that. It, it really changes almost monthly, doesn't it? The way that LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and all these things really work and SEO and websites. Yeah, uh, and I would, uh, but one more admonition is social media isn't going to cure all the ills. Uh, you still got to hustle. You still got to get after it. You still got to reach out to people. And uh, all of the social media in the world won't replace gripping and grinning. Yeah. So if our listeners and viewers want to uh, learn more, uh, is there a website or a place they could learn more about CREI? Appreciate the question. Yes. In fact, CREISummit.com. And uh, we'll soon announce the location for next year. Uh, we're working uh, to see if there can be some communication and clinics in the interim. Uh, but right now, this is an all-volunteer effort. So uh, we're, we're working as hard as we can. But go to CREISummit.com and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Ken Ashley, thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you, Mr. Bull. Have a great Do you have properties you'd like to get good tenants in? How about uh, site selection, tenant representation, or maybe due diligence for some properties? Check this out. This is Buxton Co. Dot com. This is your ability to make right decisions with on-demand mobile data. You can actually see where smartphones are going and when, where they go back to. You really have to check this out. It's fantastic. Visit BuxtonCo.com and tell them Michael Bull sent you. Hello, Michael Bull here with America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We're in New Orleans at CREI, Top Influencers in Social Media. And one of the things, if you're a landlord or a tenant, one of the issues that we all deal with, if you're a landlord, is how secure is this tenant? Will he pay me? Maybe I need a huge security deposit. Maybe I need three months rent in advance. If you're a tenant, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm a great tenant. What do you mean you want a big security deposit? Well, we have someone here that can give us a solution. Josh, Josh Feinberg, he's with Oatso. And Josh, uh, tell us about this solution because this is an age-old problem. You know, landlords want personal guarantees. Tenants don't want them. Uh, even if they, they think they're okay with it, their lawyer gets a hold of it and says, what do you mean personal guarantee? Tell us what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Michael. Um, appreciate you taking the time to learn about us and, and share us with your audience. Uh, so my background strictly in commercial real estate. I spent you know 13 years as a broker and an owner in Houston, and that's really where Oso came from. 
Um, we were fortunate enough to acquire 30 to 40 assets in that market. Um, and at the time, I was the young guy, and they said, hey, take the broker hat off and become uh, the owner, the GP, so to say. And I was flabbergasted about two things. Number one was, as a landlord, it was extremely difficult for us. We're a small to mid-sized partnership. We're not Brookfield or Regency. Um, for us to assess those small to mid-sized businesses and their credit profile, just as you mentioned. Um, number two was, what we could collect for security deposits was usually far less than it cost us to put them in. <laughs> and so that risk gap was something we you know, significantly wanted to close. Um, the solution was not just to ask for more money because, uh, as most brokers know, they'll laugh at you and say, I'll go down the street. Um, so Oso was really built to solve those two problems. So we consider ourselves a comprehensive provider of risk solutions for commercial real estate. Um, our core product is a multi-year bond that replaces the need for cash security deposits and letters of credit. The idea being that tenants get to free up their capital, put it to work. Uh, as you mentioned, there's almost nothing more wasteful than locking up uh, capital at 0% for years of uh, no interest. And then on the landlord side, it's closing that gap. We want them to get their TI covered. We want them to get their commissions covered. That way they go into a deal knowing that their break-even points are a lot closer. And if that there is an issue, they can get their partners, investors, shareholders, and lenders uh, the money they need to go retenant the space quickly and efficiently. Um, every policy we do is backed by A-rated credit. It's a group called Accelerant Specialty Insurance Company. They're a $2.5 billion insurer. So yes, you're not offloading risk to a startup. Um, we are the front end of the underwriting for the program. Um, and the other thing that we do well is uh, we actually help landlords assess risk across their entire portfolio. So we have a lot of landlords who provide us with rent rolls, and we'll score those tenants on a post-lease basis. Um, you know, pre-lease is one thing, but how are they doing year one, year three, year five? Um, we help them with that, too. You know, that's amazing because that is more important now more than ever when you're buying a retail property, an office property, or industrial property. Who are the actual tenants in their, in their industry, uh, and how well are they doing? What's their chance of default? So I guess this is a, a great tool really to come in and and look at the risk levels of a property that you may be acquiring or, or doing a loan on if you're a lender, right? Yeah, you know, what's really interesting is that from a, a risk perspective, it cracks me up because we always get an appraisal, we always get an environmental, we always get a title report. Um, we don't really ask a whole lot of questions outside the estoppels. Um, we get a rent roll, which is really a snapshot of current rent. Um, it's not really giving us the historical financials of the property, um, and it certainly doesn't predict the future. And so what we like to call our product is Estoppels 2.0. Um, called our guardian program and essentially what landlords do is provide us with a rent roll we will individually score going back 12 months you know you know so we can give you a history and then show you the trend are they paying their bills are they going to continue to pay their bills do they have industry risk pandemic risk um, how do they pay their other vendors are they timely are they not timely um, what does it look like at a com from a compliance perspective are they getting sued do they have judgments lawsuits that's the type of thing you know when we have when we value real estate what matters rent term credit um, so you know essentially it's an income stream and how long are we going to get that money right like that's what our lenders and our partners want to know um, it's essential in my opinion to be able to accurately predict that rent stream. And so that's really what we're trying to do on that side of the business. And then can that risk be underwritten and insured even on a, a maybe a new acquisition of a multi-tenant property? Absolutely. And so that's one of the most common things that we'll see is we'll do these risk reports and we'll identify, let's say it's a 20-tenant asset, you know, two or three tenants that we need to work on right away. Um, we'll give that tenant their money back if they have a small security deposit, and we'll also put a bond on it and probably get some term and some renewal out of it as well. And so most people, when they acquire, they want to you know push rents and they want to push leases. Um, we have a neat little carrot that you normally can't go to a tenant in year three of a five-year deal. You can with us because maybe you have twenty or fifty or a hundred thousand dollars of their money. Um, give it back. We'll free up their capital, and you go do your renewal. 
So give us an example of uh, cost, or you might call it investment, but cost here. Sure. Yeah, so tenants pay for it. Um, it's always a selection. We consider ourselves an option. So landlords nor tenants are locked into the process. Um, for a $100,000 bond, our typical fee is four, four to $500 a month. Um, the tenant pays that as base rent. So there's no accounting issue for them. There's no liability. There's no loan, no lien. Um, so they're able to go put full use of that money together. The landlord does not pay a dime. The tenant's going to just pay for it in the rent. Typically, we like landlords to pay us, although it's not required. Reason being is uh, it's their bond. And if there's a problem, we don't ever want it to be in good standing because uh, or be at a good standing. Because if a uh, tenant stops paying rent, they'll probably stop paying me. Yeah. And a confused mind always says no. What's the biggest question you tend to get from folks about this? Yeah, what is this? I've never heard of this. Um, <laughs> we get a lot of that, and it is new. Um, synthetic insurance policies to replace cash is something new. Um, a lot of landlords have to, you know, hold that in their head for a minute and go, hmm, let me chew on that, let me understand that. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, you know, once we do one deal with a landlord, we see 5, 10, 15, or 20. Um, there's one really great story. One of our clients, Ken Ashley, is here, and he owns three or four buildings in Atlanta. We got his building, and you know, originally he had fifty or sixty thousand dollars in security deposits. When he sold it last year, he had over three hundred thousand in coverage from us, and so he six xed his entire portfolio from a risk standpoint. Um, and he got that value when he sold the building because we're, our policies have a cash value; they transfer just like a security deposit would. But yeah, I mean, it's ultimately about education. Um, we're new, and so from an opportunity standpoint, we feel it's great. But we want landlords to feel comfortable. We view things as a long term relationship. And what about, uh, what would you say to lawyers and lenders uh, about uh, your process here and, and how they might be able to use it uh, as a lender? Yeah, so lenders love us for the underwriting. Typically, um, lenders are great at consumers. Um, they're really good at looking at that. But they're heavily reliant upon the due diligence packages of the real estate that they're under, you know, underwriting when they buy it. They're looking at the asset a lot, and then they're looking at the purchaser and going, okay, do we think they can, you know, they have experience owning property or managing property. So we provide what we consider to be called a verified report, or it's almost like a Carfax. We're going to show you kind of what the warts are on the property, if there's ever been any issues. That's how lenders use us but, you know, best. Uh, our bonds are are available to be transferred or assigned. So if it's sold, the lender's additional insured and things of that nature. Um, so we, we do interact with them, but it's rare. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting if you're going to your lender to get $100,000 of, of TI and commission money to put a new tenant in, you could come in and, and, and do and provide this insurance for them and then and then, and they could be the payee, right? Well, absolutely. They, they would be additional insured. And so yeah. they're a beneficiary if the landlord for some reason was not able to complete his obligations uh, as the purchaser or the owner of the property, the lender would have the right to the policy just like anyone else. And if the tenant failed and, and went away? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. They would, you know, they would make a claim just like the landlord would have originally, and we would reimburse them in that case. Um, TI and commission is the number one thing we cover. Um, it's absolutely your biggest risk as both a landlord and a lender. Um, and it's funny because lenders probably have more of the property than the equity sometimes. Um, they're 60 or 70% of the stack. And so protecting them is really important to kind of grow that relationship for our owners. Yeah, I know sometimes uh, I think we forget about this as, as principals and investors, uh, general partners, limited partners, brokers, that, uh, you know, the lenders may have more in this than, than anyone. And, and and they're certainly aware of that uh, right now. So if our listeners like to learn more, is there a website or someplace where they could learn more about this? Absolutely. It's uh, otso.io, which is O-T-S-O dot I-O. It's very alliterative. Um, and they can always email at me at josh at otso.io. I love talking to brokers and investors and owners. We do it all day. Josh, thanks for talking to us, and thanks for uh, being here in New Orleans. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. 
Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Hello, Michael Bull here from America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We're at Commercial Real Estate Influencer Summit, and we are in New Orleans. I'm speaking with Mar- Margarita Pargason. She's with CoStar Group and with LoopNet. Margarita, good to see you. Nice to meet you. And Margarita, one thing I've learned about being in commercial real estate for 35 years, in my view, it's half consulting and it's half marketing, right? Whether you're an owner or what you do in the commercial real estate world or a broker, your your marketing services, your marketing properties, your marketing for lease. You know, and I think a lot of things, a lot of people notice that things have changed a little bit since, you know, COVID, a lot of people doing things uh, remote and that sort of thing. So how has it changed what you guys see from, from your desk, from your view of how people are finding commercial real estate properties uh, available these days? Well, the biggest thing that we're noticing is it's very much a shift from the traditional just driving by. We feel that um, tenants are becoming way more knowledgeable in how they're searching for properties, whether they're looking at 3D tours, they're looking at neighborhoods, you know, they're kind of compiling a list of properties to see, you know, with their broker when they come out to the markets. So they are really um, utilizing online searching, which has not only grown during COVID, but it's sustained. And then also we've seen an increase even after everybody started going back to the offices. So we've seen a huge uptick in activity. I mean, LoopNet has 13 million unique monthly visitors. So those are just unique IP addresses that we're tracking. um, And they're coming back month over month, but they are again, you know, becoming a lot more savvy and the owners are also becoming a lot more savvy with how they're promoting their properties and marketing. And, you know, nobody wakes up saying, I want to market my property today, right? (laughs) So the biggest thing is, you know, we have a lot of competition out there and um, the layouts are changing and, you know, the expectation of tenants are changing. So, you know, the owners are, again, becoming more aware of how those tenants are searching and wanting to make sure that their properties stay top of mind uh, yeah. to those tenants. Yeah. And that makes sense. And, and as a broker, when I'm working with uh, tenants at our firm, uh, we always tell them, look, if, if, if you search around online, do that. Uh, but make sure you tell people you contact that you are represented so they realize. So, um when people are searching for properties, how much of it is people in the in, in that market, and how how much are people looking that maybe are from a different city looking? Sure. So on average, we're seeing about sixty percent of searches are coming from outside of the market. Wow. Um, I'm local to Nashville, so I know in the office market, it's about seventy-two point five percent of the searches are coming from you know, California, North Carolina, Boston, even international we're seeing as well too. So you're opening up yourself by, um, you know, marketing and advertising online to a whole nother, even international um, audience that you haven't been able to before. Right. And what would tips would you provide to you know, brokers or owners, developers, uh, landlords, uh, when they're looking at doing online marketing and maybe they are advertising or marketing online, any tips for them? 
I mean, I think the biggest thing that we always say is you want to provide, you know, the best customer experience for your tenants that are searching. So showcasing your property in the best light, which would be using some elevated options with those Matterports and really giving them a clear picture of what their employees are going to experience, what their clients are going to experience, you know, when they come into uh, your building in another market. So really giving them um, a picture and painting them a picture of what it's like to work in that building, work out in that building, you know, and really want to, um, you know, I feel like right now everybody wants a, a community, you know, in, you know, sometimes in their office and, and spaces. So making sure that you know, that comes across and that gets conveyed. Um, the more information that's on there, uh, the better. So yeah. just really painting that picture for for those future tenants. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and one thing I see landlords doing and landlord reps leasing space sometimes is even though they want to get some benefit out of the current floor plan at times, uh, they don't have a floor plan yeah. online. I'm like, we have a, a lot of shell spaces yeah. and, you know, just one or two, you mm-hmm. know, you know, build out spaces that they're showcasing and then just kind of making it, tailoring it to what the tenants really want. And owners aren't, you know, they're just keeping one or two suites like that open and really just giving the tenant kind of an open feel to how they want to build it out. You know, do they want more private spaces? Do they want, you know, smaller? Do they want to keep it traditional with, you know, cubes or um, different offices or more of like a hotel feel? So, um it's really giving tenants a lot more leeway (laughs) to being able to customize, you know, their space and what they, you know, what they see for their employees. We're talking with Margarita Parkinson with uh, CoStar and LoopNet here at CRI, CREI Summit, which is an incredible event of commercial real estate influencers who do a lot of work uh, online. And, and, and to your point, when uh, one of the things I would, recommend to landlords and and brokers uh, leasing space is, you know, really make sure you have really good floor plans. I'd say 80% of the spaces that we show for subleases, tenant reps, um, they're trying to get some value out of their floor plans and and they don't have the floor plans and, you know, they don't have very good marketing. It's like they're a little bit lackluster. You know, you got to get out there and and really push these properties. And and your point, a lot of people are looking online and, but they're still using a broker, right? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, we are very, you know, broker centric and making sure that, you know, there's branding as well for the broker in this advertising. You know, if I come into a market and I see that, you know, there's, you know, a certain firm has, you know, is on the first page of LoopNet, they're going to be kind of known as the specialists that are doing those office deals or let's say doing those industrial deals. So along with the owners, you know, cutting off that vacancy loss, um, you know, and also leasing or selling something faster with additional advertising, those brokers are really getting kind of front and center, you know, to those tenants, other owners that are looking. So it's really great branding for the, the local brokers as well. And what would you say about the quality of the prospects that are on CoStar, on LoopNet, and looking at properties there, but I think, you know, back in the day when LoopNet was much older, I think sometimes folks would say, ah, you're getting tire kickers, you're getting small tenants. What about today? 
Um, well, I've been with the company for almost eight years, so I have seen really that shift. It's not, you know, just your tire kickers or smaller companies. Um, and the biggest thing is we have the trackability to be able to um, see, you know, where they're coming from. It's no longer, you know, a nail salon. It's, you know, obviously Amazon, you know, Cracker Barrel, uh, HCA, just these massive companies that are searching online. We have what's called reverse IP address technology, which allows us to track those IP addresses. Um, so we can see how often they're coming, um, you know, when they first started to, to start looking for properties, when was the last time, what markets they're, you know, trying to search in. So it really does connect the dots for us, the owners and the brokers to be able to see who's, you know, looking directly at that property. And as we talk today, we're going to in the fall here of 2022. And obviously, we've uh, just went through uh, this COVID time period. Have you noticed anything in the in the traffic or uh, the marketing uh, at CoStar and LoopNet that shows any trends maybe in the last year? Are things changing any? Uh, if anything, it's just a continuously, you know, increasing online presence and, you know, where people are searching. I actually, in my presentation today show, I took just uh, Orlando, Florida as one of, you know, an example in 19 or 2019, you know, we started with, I think it was about 13 million searches per month. Um, and we steadily would see that increase year over year. And I think they're now at about a 24 million searches per month. So wow. there's not, you know, we haven't seen any sort of drop and I actually checked several of our other markets. So it just shows kind of the climate and how tenants and investors are searching. And again, just like, you know, we're consumers for, for everything else, being online and having that online presence is, you know, super important. Yeah. And it makes sense. We all, uh, all of us shop online, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like sometimes now I, I go in a store and I'm just really disappointed. I go to come and get online and find what I want immediately. Right. <laughs> and if you're not online, you're almost invisible these yeah. days. I mean, because of the fact that, you know, we can't just, you know, take a quick flight or, you know, everybody wants to maximize their time in the market. So being able to have those options to see, you know, the virtual tours and the Matterports that you can just walk directly into the building, look at the spaces, look at the bathrooms, look at the, you know, conference rooms, and then be able to come in market and tangibly, you know, see them in person. But it, uh, you know, it allows tenants um, and investors to really narrow down, um, their searches before coming into that market. So yeah, it makes it sense. Time. Absolutely. I just leased two suites in a retail center that, that I own and we did a Matterport tour and, and video and, you know, a lot of tenants came through that process and they really appreciate it being able to kind of go through it and see the place online and get a real good feel for it. Right. right. Absolutely. I mean, we have amazing architectural photographers in each of our markets. So they, I mean, that's what they do. They take drone footage. They really highlight, you know, where the properties are sitting, what's around. A lot of that's important, especially to someone who's coming from outside of the market that has no idea, you know, if there's an interstate close by or what the parking lot looks like. You know, we're just used to still photos. And then you get there and you're like, whoa, uh, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't the property that I thought it was. So 
um, it, it's really great to be able to provide, you know, our brokers and owners with those resources. Because again, you guys, you know, the brokers are the transaction, you know, they're, you know, the transaction makers, they're the deal makers, you know, they're not the photographers and stuff. So it really allows us to help our brokers um, and owners, you know, just take that off their plate, have someone who's a professional, that's what they do to help um, spotlight their their properties. Yeah, that's a good point. I've been in business a long time and I, I had to learn how to do desktop publishing, photography, <laughs> you know, writing, uh, not to mention all the broker editing. skills, editing <laughs> skills and all that. And now, you know, there, there's other people that can do that and you can stick at what you do best, right? Marketing, negotiating, right. you know, assisting clients. So uh, CR, R-E Summit, C-R-E-I, top influencers in social media. Uh, you guys are here. You're speaking. How's the event been so far in uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans for you here today? <laughs> it's been fantastic. Um, you know, such a great group. Such high energy is one of the biggest things. You know, I've been to several conferences and, you know, usually it's, uh, you know, it's it's active, but this is on another level. It's fun and everybody's smiling and laughing and just really high energy. So it's, it's great to be here. And we're glad you're here and good to meet you, Margarita. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed a slice of CREI Summit. It was really great to see old and new friends from the commercial real estate world around the country. I certainly appreciate being included on some of the list and be invited uh, to the event. A special thanks out to uh, Ken Ashley and his team. And here's some folks on his team that you probably know, and you should look them up on social media because they're really strong leaders and provide great information on their social media and just seeing how they do it may be uh, beneficial to you. Look up these guys, Joe Killinger. Carrie Bob, Natalie Wainwright, Melissa Alexander, and Casey Flannery. Uh, and great to see all you guys uh, at the event. It was so, so much fun. So look them up and connect with them. If you'd like to learn more about CREI, including next year's summit, visit CREsummit.com. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing, site selection, and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access One, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.